Hello, everyone. Welcome to the NTI Pod Talk. My name is Diane Kaler, and I'm the director of Nutrition Therapy Institute. This pod talk is our opportunity to have fun conversations with interesting people who have interesting things to say about nutrition, food, and health. I talk to NTI instructors, students and grads, to health industry professionals, to farmers, and anyone else who has an interest in nutritional wellness. While many of our listeners come from within the NTI community as students and grads, we also have prospective students who tune in. And to those listeners in particular, I hope you find that the people we talk to inspire you to finally make the jump to pursue your passion and come to school here at NTI. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the NTI Pod Talk. This is Diane Kaler, the Director of Nutrition Therapy Institute. And as you know, uh, if you're a regular listener, we love having conversations with a variety of people. We talk to people within our immediate community, students, graduates, instructors, staff members sometimes, um, as well as people outside our immediate community. We, we like talking to people who raise food, who produce food and products, and we love talking to medical practitioners. And today, we are uh, lucky to have one of those medical practitioners on, Dr. Wanda Bettinghouse. And um, I'm gonna let Dr. Bettinghouse tell us her background, but before I do that, I wanna thank you so much for being here. It's a real pleasure to talk to you. Um, one of my favorite conversations is usually with medical practitioners, so thank you. Yes, thank you, Diane. I really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, to talk to anybody about healing. Yeah. Um, many people want to know how in the world did I get started in my medical career? Mm -hmm. uh, so I'll give a brief little timeline. Uh, I am, my original training was in pediatrics. I'm a board certified pediatrician. I practiced pediatrics for many years until I came to the point where I began to wonder, am I really helping these children and their families? And I got really disheartened with, with traditional medicine. And then I did a few other things, but eventually the doctor in me uh, was calling me again. So I studied homeopathy and practiced homeopathy for about 10 years. And then one day, I don't know, your audience may not know, but homeopathy is not as common in this country as it is in Europe and India. Uh, and it was hard to explain and I still wanted to help people. So one day I found a book by Dr. Mark Hyman, who is considered one of the pioneers of functional medicine. And you know what? It made sense. It made sense. I thought, my God, why have I not known about this before? Because it was a part of the way I thought, you know, how do you get to the root cause of the person's problem mm -hmm. and really help them begin to remove the obstacles to healing so that they can really uh, help their body, which already knows what to do if we just get out of the way. And so uh, that is how I got started in functional medicine. And I've, I'm certified in functional medicine by the Inst Institute of Functional Medicine. And I love it, you know, mm -hmm. it, it makes sense to me. And I, you know, I'm not embarrassed <laughs> to tell people that I love what I do. So, yeah. and I, and of course, nutrition is such a big part of it. So. 
Sure. That's my story. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, so what what was like, you know, what was your initial interest in wanting to become a doctor in the first place? Was it kind of a did, did you have something in your life experience, your childhood experience that wanted you to become a doctor in the first place? Well, I must confess that my older brother probably did have an influence on me. Uh, <laughs> Although from the get-go, I just was curious. Uh -huh. you know, I wanted to know how things work. And I, even when I was a child, I, I loved people. And even with my little uh, playmates and schoolmates, I was always trying to do something to help them. And I was very interested in science and mathematics. And uh, it just seemed a natural, I, I knew from a very young age that I wanted to be a doctor. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And, um, so I just put put my mind to it, got through all my studies and went to uh, SMU for college and then uh, University of Texas Southwestern Medical School in Dallas. And uh, I, I chose pediatrics because I like little kids. It was kind of like maybe I can have an impact on their life when they're very young, which is a big issue, I think, right now for us, Diane because yeah. our children are really suffering and they're not well. And uh, so that's, you know, I, I just feel, I feel that inner uh, physician. Yeah. And, um, you know, I like what I do. And mm -hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I think the, the health status of children today is um, quite sad and quite shocking. You know, there are some statistics out there that between 50 and 60% of children today have uh, at least one chronic illness, if not more. And oftentimes chronic illnesses go together. So, uh, and, and that is, I, I think, uh, you know, representative of so many problems in our society, whether it have to do with nutrition, um, you know, loss of access to outside and physical activity because they've cut those kinds of things out of uh, children's education um, and, and even medical, uh, you know, healthcare standard pediatric medical health care. So I completely agree with you that uh, the better we can do with supporting the health of children, the better the health of the population at large will be because obviously those children are going to grow up and be the ones who you know are running the world and we want to make sure that um or at least as much as possible make sure that they're healthy uh, to be able to make good decisions you know absolutely and <clears throat> i don't see a lot of children in my practice which is kind of surprising to be honest uh -huh. with you uh, -huh. uh but recently with all the things that are going on in our country uh i've just started thinking about it i've been posting a lot on our Facebook uh, page about kids if we don't take care of them and from the very beginning even preconception you know yeah. mm -hmm. uh, all the way through gestation and how their brain develops and everything about them and and how they bond with the with a caretaker which is usually the mother that allows their brain to develop appropriately and I, I could go on and on about that and I, I don't want to get carried away but you know, I, I am deeply concerned about our children and I, boy, it starts at home with nutrition. Uh -huh. 
-hmm. you know, and, and let me just say one thing about my, my growing up years. Sure. I grew up in a small town in Southeast Georgia and my dad was a farmer and he eventually kind of stopped doing direct farming, but he became an expert in onions. As a matter of fact, my father was the uh, farmer who introduced the Vidalia onion to Vidalia, Georgia. And, uh, you know, everywhere he went, uh, he was known for that. And we never had a meal without fresh sliced onions and tomatoes. I mean, breakfast included. So I grew up with plenty of uh, fruits and veggies and uh, very little uh, animal protein, but some. Uh -huh. And so I feel like I, I got a good foundation and we're just not seeing that today. Uh -huh. yeah. you know, I, I will do anything I can to help you and your, your colleagues and your students to bring nutrition back at the forefront. Uh -huh. It should be. Uh -huh. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, you mentioned it, but that prenatal care and preconception care for both mom and dad, you know, they both, they both need to have robust health and good nutrient status uh, before conceiving. And then during that pregnancy time, that's such a, uh, it feels, feels long when you're going through it, but it's, it's a short period of time, short window of opportunity during which Nutrition is so critically important for, as you say, brain development, um, but, you know, really all the milestones that are needed to be met during fetal development. And um, I just I just don't think people are have enough awareness about that. Yeah, and we, we just have to educate, you know, mm -hmm. to be a doctor, dossier, I think is the word, means to teach. That's right. And... And that's what I love to do. If I can, if I can enlighten one or two people about the importance of what they put into their body and how they live their life, uh, I feel like my life has been uh, worth it, <laughs> worthwhile. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And that's really what I, I want to do. And uh, I people forget all the beautiful foods that we have. Okay, and. And it goes all the way back to farming. You know, I think we had talked about this before, how we're treating our soil. Uh, are we uh, pouring poison into our soil and getting into the groundwater and how that eventually just comes right through the plants into our body. So we have a lot of toxicity in our body that we have to eliminate. And uh -huh. I mean, you know, it's just, it's just a cycle. And, uh -huh. and somewhere along the line, we have to stop that get to the root cause of our problems and in terms of food it, it's many times is the agriculture industry so yeah i completely agree with you you know we in our uh, nutrition training program we certainly advocate for prioritizing organic you know organically produced foods and there's this, there's oftentimes this pushback and I'm curious if you get pushback because, you know, organically produced foods are more expensive and there are many reasons for that, but um, there's this, you know, this kind of pushback that it doesn't really change the nutritional value of the food. And there is certainly debate about that. I, the, the, the research that I find shows that it does improve the nutritional value, but, you know, people counter that with their own sort of studies, but um, 
it, it is very clear that the contamination of those chemicals in organic or non-organic versus organic foods is higher. And I think that's a huge component of, um, you know, nutrient density. Not only do we need to be eating foods that are high in nutrients, but that don't have a lot of chemical uh, toxins associated with them. And the ones that have the chemical toxins associated with them probably have lower nutrient value. So, um, you know, so, so we certainly uh, advocate that for that, promote that, but of course not everyone can afford organic foods. And, um, you know, th there are issues with that, but do you get pushback from your, you know, your patients, the people you work with, um, do, do you recommend that they prioritize organic and what kind of pushback do you get from that? Or, or do they completely accept it? I, it, many of the people that I see are already a little bit more tuned in. Okay. So right. they yeah. may be already trying to, uh, use organic, uh, foods. Yeah. Uh, yes. Some people do. And you know mm -hmm. what? We, we eat too much. Yeah. Okay? Right. Our country eats too much. Mm -hmm. You know, and there we therefore we have obesity. So mm -hmm. if people would only realize that you can go to a, a holistic type grocery store here and buy a few things that are organic. Okay. And mm -hmm. that's sufficient. Mm -hmm. And then you could add a, a little grains if you're not sensitive to gluten. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I get a lot of pushback on food. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people have been abused by food and uh -huh. they have abused food yeah. therefore they don't have a good relationship with food uh -huh. so i have to really help them to try to try to look at food differently and you know to be grateful uh for the food and you know to eat slowly <laughs> chew yeah. a lot and right. you won't eat as much and then of course then your budget will be less because you're not buying you know there you junk go. food is expensive right yeah yeah you know? yeah it's it seems so, cheap it seems cheap at the in the immediate but uh once it adds up and then once you add up all the health consequences it it definitely gets expensive absolutely i want people to get excited about food yeah you know yeah. and it teach children to be excited about all the different colors of fruits and vegetables and right you know take them shopping with you so they can pick out that beautiful red bell pepper mm -hmm. you know which is just fantastic mm -hmm. we got red and yellow and green and orange <laughs> they're available you know right. I, I always try to increase the color in my diet but yeah, it's so important. And, you know, it's it's the foundation of functional medicine, really. The lifestyle and, and right up there is nutrition and all the other things, getting adequate sleep, exercise, having good, healthy relationships, and then having a sense of a spiritual nature of something, uh, having a life purpose and uh, having meaning in life. And though that is really the foundation of functional medicine. And that's what makes it work, you know. Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. taking another vitamin pill is not going to do it. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. You need a absolutely. few supplements sometimes. Right. I think you ask me what is one of the more common nutrient deficiencies, and I yeah. think it's pretty well known that vitamin D, mm -hmm. almost everybody I test is low mm -hmm. or lower than what we recommend in functional medicine. Magnesium can be relatively low too, and all the other 
uh, vitamins and minerals and cofactors that are important for good healthy metabolism we have to look at that and if they're not getting enough and if they can't digest their food because they got gi symptoms and that's kind of my approach you know i have to look at their gi system because if they're not digesting their foods and then converting them to energy uh you know we have to start there Mm -hmm. yeah certainly i think that holistic you know a, a holistic functional approach to wellness and health um, must start with GI function because as you say, if you can't properly digest your foods, absorb the nutrients, then that is going to compromise everything in the body because the you know all the cells of the body use those nutrients for their function. So um, that's certainly at the, the core. Um, you know, we certainly talk about that all the time in our uh, educational program. So, and I'm sure you see that every day where you're, you know, uh, you know, the, the, the classic example is, you know, someone who has some sort of uh, mental health disorder, depression, fatigue, something like that. And you're like, all right, let's look at your gut. And they're like, wait a minute, my head's up here. My gut, you know, it's like, there's, there's this they're connected. Yeah. Yeah. And, but people don't realize that. I know. Yeah. And that's yeah. why that's why uh, it's such so important for doctors to to be well informed. And unfortunately, <clears throat> I have patients come in who have terrible inflammatory bowel disease. They ask the doctor, "Well, what should my diet be?" Well, it doesn't matter what you eat. And of course, I just cringe. What do you mean it doesn't? It doesn't matter. It may be the cause of why you're having this issue of what you've been right. eating. Anyway, right. we just have. You know what I've also discovered, uh, Diane, is that I have to be patient and 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 give them baby steps. I can tell when somebody's pushing back on me, and you know, and uh, I've had patients actually uh, drop out because they don't want to make those changes. So mm-hmm. I've become a lot more patient with people and trying to give them little tiny baby step. You mm-hmm. know, do this for a few weeks. And let's see how that goes. But mm-hmm. I, I recommend an elimination diet for all my patients at the beginning. And sometimes they've already done some of it. But I said, let's clean the plate and see if any of these foods you're eating are causing any of your symptoms mm-hmm. uh, throughout yeah. your body. Inflammation, achiness, brain fog, you know, all the things that go with that. But Sure. Yeah. And do you find that when they do that and then they start reintroducing and start noticing a reoccurrence of you know symptoms or that kind of stuff do you find that they're surprised like oh i had no idea are they yeah 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 i felt great for three or four weeks and then i i splurged and had a pizza with cheese and tomato sauce and gluten right i didn't feel good the next day and you know what it does it by doing the elimination diet, it kind of wakes your body up and your awareness so that then you know that you don't feel good after eating that food. And then you can take it back out. And, you know, sometimes months later, they might be able to tolerate a little bit of it if they're not with if they're not allergic or, or mm-hmm. have any kind of genetic problems with tolerating foods. But mm-hmm. Anyway, it uh, it's it's a work in progress, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And 
um, kind of along those lines, I, I always find it interesting that people will say things like, well, I never had, um, you, you know, let's just, let's just say, uh, I don't know, stuffy nose, so, you know, make it real simple. And after, after they do an elimination and then they start, you know, reintroducing things either based on the recommendation of, of the sequential reintroduction, or as you say, they have a pizza or a piece of birthday cake at a family event or whatever. Um, and then suddenly they develop a runny or a stuffy nose and they're like, I never had this before. Like the, 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 this diet changed and made my situation worse. And I always have to remind them, no, it's not that it's making it worse. It's just as you said, when you were eating these foods constantly, you were at a certain threshold where these symptoms may not have been at your level of recognition. And now you've just gotten to a baseline where you don't have them. And so now they're gonna be more obvious. So you know, it's exactly what you just said, yeah. Yeah, they didn't notice that they, people adjust to not feeling great. <laughs> right. You know, we all do that. You know, yeah. I do that sometimes and I realize, my goodness, I haven't been eating regularly or I've mm -hmm. been eating on the run or I'm in stress. Oh my God, stress has a huge impact on even the choices, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, you're too, I'm too tired to cook. I don't want to go to the store. You know, I'll just order a pizza or I'll stop by wherever, pick something up. And we all do that. I'm, you know, I, I'm certainly not a purist. I, I, I do the best I can, but I'm aware. And I know when I eat something that makes me not feel good, you know, mm -hmm. I just can't tolerate uh, uh, some foods. I can't, I can't tolerate tomato sauce. I can eat a, a raw tomato, but I can't tolerate tomato sauce. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. You mm -hmm. know, and you know, you just have to pay attention. And you know, the thing about helping people heal is for for them to become aware of little red flags or little warning signs from their body absolutely and, and, and to stop and say what's going on here mm -hmm. you know did i sleep four hours last night or <laughs> is my stress you know this high mm -hmm. so uh, you know it's it's all the systems working together and they're all connected and that's one thing people don't realize and that's why in our traditional um, uh, medicine, we've got a gastroenterologist, we've got a neurologist, cardiologist, a rheumatologist, dermatologist, but there's only one being, you know, mm -hmm. and all these, all these systems work together. So that's why getting to the root cause of the problem begins to solve all those systematic issues. Uh, from your brain to your endocrine system. So anyway, I, I get excited. You turned me on. I I get excited about this and I can't help myself because I, yeah. I just want people to know there's no, and people say, well, functional medicine is too expensive. Well, yeah. that's not true, okay? Yeah, yeah. So we get people better a whole lot faster and they don't have to rely on medications forever. You know, I'm not against traditional medicine. Mm -hmm. Sometimes uh, prescription drugs can be life-saving for people, but not in terms of chronic disease uh, has traditional medicine been that great, okay? You mm -hmm. can't keep just adding another drug and another drug 
to combat the side effects of the original drug without ever getting to the why is this person sick in the in the beginning so mm -hmm. you know and i appreciate you and all the wonderful nutritionists out there who are really trying to help and functional medicine doctors need nutritionists okay yeah i agree <laughs> i don't know everything and uh -huh. i wouldn't even try to know everything but uh -huh. we need you and we need you to train and teach a lot of uh people men and women i know many times it's more women than men but uh we need we need you so uh -huh. i just want to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing and Thank so you. we can support one another yeah well you know i i completely agree with you that um, you know, nutrition therapists work, uh, it, it is a, a, a very good fit to work with functional medical practitioners because, you know, you're working with your patients. Um, the, the nutrition aspect uh, sometimes needs a little bit different type of attention. And that's something that a nutrition therapist can do, you know, if they're, they, they've got all the credentials and the credibility and the training, that is something that they can do as part of a practice like yours and others. And I, I'm always advocating for functional doctors um, and other kind of medical practitioners in the functional realm um, to hire nutrition therapists because it greatly improves the ability for those medical doctors to provide the services that they do to their patients. So thank you for bringing that up with that, without me <laughs> um, uh, prompting you to do it. Um, and I'm completely in agreement with you about that. So. You know, one of the things many, <clears throat> there's a lot of solo practitioners like I am, and I might not need a nutritional therapist all the time, but yeah. to have, a, a person involved in several practices so that you, you know, we're all going in the same direction. Uh -huh. uh, but, you know, the reason it's important is because you can encourage the patient who gets discouraged. You know, they're not always going to call the doctor and say, I just can't do this. But uh -huh. the nutritional therapist said, I understand. Let, let's back up a little bit and see where, what are you having trouble with? And let me, let me see if I can help you and encourage you. Uh, sometimes I don't even know what to buy at the store or what to get rid of in their pantry, but it's absolutely vital. It's part of the whole, whole uh, system of functional medicine. Uh -huh. so yeah. I congratulate you and encourage you and hopefully we'll be able to support you in any way I can. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, you know, any functional medicine doctors out there listening to this, uh, that that's a great idea. Create um, some sort of a cooperative with yeah. functional medicine doctors and then have, you know, one, two, three, I don't know, nutrition therapists that uh, move around and coordinate with them uh, yeah. at, at their individual offices. That's a great idea. Let, yeah, let me know whoever would, wants to start that. <laughs> I think it would work. You know, yeah. it's like, uh, hey, I don't know what to do with this patient. Let me call yeah. the uh, whatever the group yeah. is calling itself and yeah. you know, get them engaged with it. And then mm -hmm. everybody's helping everybody. You know, I'm, mm -hmm. that's who I am. I want everybody to work together. Sure. So it's hard yeah. to get that to happen, but we keep mm -hmm. trying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that's 
you know, that, that same thing here. We just keep trying, keep um, doing what we're doing, keep, um, you know, improving the education that we provide and uh, enabling our students and our graduates to have that knowledge and the skill and the credibility to be effective in practices like that. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, and you have a right to make a living doing this too. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure. all in favor of professionals uh, being able to have a, a reasonable living. Yeah, 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 absolutely. All right, well, so you mentioned that you don't see children as much or, or maybe not at all in your practice. What does your current practice look like? What's, who is your sort of target audience and, and what kind of patients come to you? I want to see children. I just don't think parents have, the kid doesn't seem sick. Uh -huh. I want to be preventative. You know, I'm very open to seeing kids, even babies. Uh -huh. Uh, right now, I would say, Diane, that women, mm -hmm. younger women are reaching out, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. you know, 25 to 55 is kind of a range. And I do see men too, but they're, mm -hmm. they're not as common. But they come in with a variety of complaints, uh, a lot of GI issues, a lot of fatigue, mm -hmm. insomnia, or I just don't feel good. Something is wrong. I, you know, or they have a, a, a lot of thyroid issues too. Uh, I think we over, overlook thyroid issues and I usually test all my patients to be sure we're not dealing with autoimmunity, but um, yeah, that that's my big, mm -hmm. I guess you would say, if I, my niche uh, is women, but mm -hmm. some men who may have been pushed by their wives, but not always, okay, yeah. not always. Mm -hmm. And and a few children, but I I, I, I wanna I'm gonna really focus a lot more on children, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't uh, I've been trying to do that, but you know, trying to get the word out it's, it's not always easy, but I work with a functional medicine marketing uh, company that's been absolutely fantastic. Great uh, to help us. But uh, and so my practice my business partner is a manual therapist and she is one of those amazing people mm -hmm. who knows the body and she studies all the time she just bought a book this thick on anatomy and physiology and so she she's very tuned in so she sees a lot of the patients that i see we we have one practice but we have our individual work mm -hmm. but um yeah she does craniosacral therapy and and right. medical massage and again she just knows the body she's even does visceral manipulation you know for yeah. people with chronic uh, gi symptoms many times but uh she's just one of those people that is very gifted and intuitive mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's awesome um and we should say where you're located because um while we are located in you know the denver metro area denver colorado um Many of our listeners don't live in this area. Um, so I wanna make sure that everybody knows where you're located um, and how you practice. Like, do you only practice in person or do you uh, do online sort of yeah. telehealth? Okay, my office is in, in Lakewood, mm -hmm. uh, right off Wadsworth and 285. Um, I like to see the first visit in person because I do a physical exam. Mm -hmm. 
uh, and looking for nutritional clues to deficiencies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but and then for lab work, which usually would be their second visit, I like for them to come in because there's so much paper, you know, we're tossing lab reports around. But from then I can do telehealth. Gotcha. I have a license in, in Colorado, so I really can't see people outside of the state. Mm -hmm. But I can see anybody in Colorado and, mm -hmm. you know, I can do an initial visit telehealth, but then I miss the physical exam, you know, and yeah. I, I'm a doctor, I, I like to look at people. Sure, and, and that's, that's critically important. I think the move for um, medical health to go completely online, I think there is something missing uh, there, but, yeah. you know, that's neither here nor there, but so I, I agree with you. I, I like that uh, an initial appointment being in person. Um, yeah. All right, well, this has been a fascinating conversation. I think you and I are in complete alignment about, about everything. Um, yeah. So I was, I was so happy to, uh, you know, be able to connect with you and have you on. Um, you mentioned that you have, uh, I think you said, a Facebook. Can you tell us how people can find you, your website, your social media? Sure. Stuff? Our, web, our website is healingunleashed.com, just like it sounds, healingunleashed.com. And our Facebook group is called Functional Medicine for Everyone. Love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Great. we've got almost a thousand members and you know, I try to, I, I'll kind of post sometimes mm -hmm. short videos or something that I think people ought to know about. And uh, so we have a pretty good active group. Nice. And we do have a U YouTube channel too, mm -hmm. uh, Healing Unleashed. Um, what else do we have? I think that's basically it. And then, you know, I do webinars. Uh, I, I kind of, uh, stop doing them more recently it seems like everybody just got quiet you know mm -hmm. it's like uh i think they're trying to figure out what they're going to do next but yeah i do a lot of educational things and there are little webinar classes on my website um right we have a lot of stuff on the website but cool. yeah i just want i want people to know mm -hmm. yeah. yeah let them know right right sure education mm -hmm. all right well um Thank you so much for taking time out of what I'm sure is a very busy, busy schedule. So uh, we appreciate you being on. And, um, you know, was there, was there anything that I uh, neglected to ask you that you really wanted to say or anything you wanted to share just in case there was something I missed? No, I, I don't okay. think so. Uh... Okay. All right. That's fine. That's fine. Great. All right. Well, then you take care and have a great rest of your day. And uh, I know people will enjoy listening to this. So thanks so much. Okay, thank you so much and best to you. Thanks. Let's stay. Thank you, you too, bye. Hi there, and thanks for listening today. If what you heard today inspires you to want to pursue an education in holistic nutrition here at Nutrition Therapy Institute, please check us out on our website, ntischool.com and reach out to us at admissions at ntischool.com. Our in-depth, comprehensive education is sure to provide you with the knowledge and skills you need to create the work of your dreams. Do something that feeds your passion, aligns with your values, and fuels your drive for a vital and meaningful life. 
It will be rewarding for yourself, your family, and anyone else with whom you interact. And with that, see you on the next episode.